Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is... Oh my god, I did it again. What day is it? <laughs> September 9th? Septem- September no. 8th? 8th? Se- 6th. Ninth? Is it the 6th? It's not the 9th, wow. We have from the peanut <laughs> gallery that it's the 6th. I'm okay. so unprofessional. You do it every time. It's an upside down nine, though, so I was like kind of close. Yeah, and we were to record yesterday, but Eric stood me up. Yeah, I kind of forgot with the holiday and everything, and the, yeah. like that's all I have. I was like oh, going for a walk with my wife, and then I was like, "Wow, nothing to do all day. It's so good." And then Josh was like, "Wow, it was a busy matinee," and I'm like, "Oh, what an odd message." But yes, but it was busy. And then I start going through the messages. And I was like, "Oh my god, I, I think I agreed to do the podcast right now." But the good news is that meant that our old friend Sam could join us today. Yay. Hi, good Sam. Good evening. Good evening. Oh, I'm scared. It could be the <laughs> evening. Nobody knows. It's true. It's, we're, we're sealed in here, too. We haven't seen daylight for years. <laughs> but this is always the... I always put it akin to being in a band. It's so impossible to schedule stuff because no one has a 9-to-5 schedule anymore. No. Even 9-to-5 people... It's, it's a trick. Like, they have days off or they work nights or whatever. It's so, a thing. So anytime to get three of us together is a miracle. miracle. Even two of us, actually. It's, yeah. it's kind of hard. But Lee's only on once every three or four months because he's so busy all the time with parenthood slash filmmaking. Man, and now he's he's roping me into doing more sound work on his film for next week. But then that affected the podcast. Not oh, adversely because right, yeah. we were going to do it earlier anyways. But then I was like, okay, well, like I can help you, but I'm going to be at the Mayfair and then it's good and I don't have a car. And so it's all like trying to figure that out and i'm just like i was like well listen it's a 90 minute four bus bus ride or a like 40 dollar (laughs) uber so i will help you and not charge you but i kind of need help getting picked up because like you know i I love them but yeah it's an adventure we'll figure that out so yeah next week it'll be even more interesting sam are you all done your leaf filmmaking responsibilities for the time being because last time i saw you were in full costume it's ever evolving it's ever evolving yes i'm i don't think i'm off the hook just yet. I, <laughs> it I could be rewrites so. i wouldn't think yes. so either no 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 knowing him i mean he'll have several more ideas between now and mm, five minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you were a few weeks ago in full drag yes in i think legit heels yes climbing a ladder. a ladder to change the oh, marquee God, yeah. in the rain and it was raining well, that and is a terrible I like, idea i was like not officially on the crew today but there's like four things wrong with this right now <laughs> and as an owner was, here yeah it was an adventure it was all in in the name of art yes no one died hmm. the heels are still around so um success yeah success and that day i was a little skittish about just the way that social media works because you were putting a, what was the exact sign? Was it just no, closed? It, it started off closed on the marquee, and I was switching it to grand opening. Okay. Oh. Yes. So that's positive, actually. It yes. is, yes. <laughs> so I knew this was coming, and so the day before, I think the morning of, I at least hit social media, because this happens kind of every once in a while. <laughs> Strangely, we showed a restored version of a, old Dennis Hopper long lost kind of forgotten movie art house movie called the last movie so that was out in social media land and on the marquee and many people thought that was us saying this is our last it's movie the last one and I was like 
there's a lot of things wrong with this. Like, why do you think we would put nine o'clock, the last movie, and not specify what movie yeah, was it's the like last? A cinema, yeah. I guess. It's like a cinema. It's a surprise for everyone. So I figured a number of people might walk by or drive by, and even just in half an hour, see closed and be, oh, the Mayfair's closed. End of the world. Yes. End of the world. But I don't think it... Good on you for putting it up. I mean, good advertisement for yeah. for, for Lee as well. I don't think the close sign was up for very, very long. Yeah. And I know that Lee was very stressed out about you being stressed out. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. We're all worried about Josh. Always. <laughs> I'm, Always. Very, I'm very delicate. His mental state has been up and down these days. So speaking of, we had an interesting last yeah, week. Speaking of the last movie. <laughs> um... Just before we started rolling, I admitted I am, with all due respect to everybody involved and caring patrons and the the lovely media who had our back, I'm so tired about talking about this because I've done so many radio interviews and I had my picture in the paper and looked as scowling as I could, yeah. crossing my arms. That was a good photo. I was like, wow, he looks cool but tough, but also the tattoos look good. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to see the Ninja Turtle tattoos. Yeah. So the long and short of it, being as kind of journalistic and just reporting what happened to those who don't know, but I imagine anybody listening to this does know, basically, I walked into... Capital Stamp, this lovely little store that does all of our tags for our posters and our seats, all, all the little the plaques and everything like that. And the guy who I've been acquainted with for years says something like, oh, your building's up for sale. And I, <laughs> I assumed he just looked at something and instead of 1074 bank, he looked at 1174 bank. Like I thought it was something as simple yeah. as that. He calls me behind the desk and there's the listing for the Mayfair. And so we don't own the building like so many businesses. Like I know our friends across the street at House of Targ and Black Squirrel Books, like you're leasing, you're renting. That's many, many a business. Even big businesses like Starbucks or McDonald's, often they're in a building that they're not owning. Proprietors, yeah. So that's not rare. The rare thing is that we had no heads up that our barbershop and Quinn's pub neighbor, nobody knew about this. We couldn't get an answer out of anybody. So we didn't go into panic mode, but we were just trying to figure out what was going on. And then social media got a hold of it. And that's when it got fun because then legit media got a hold of it. And a friend of the Mayfair the night before sent me a little good tiding and said, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it might be this or this. But he said, get ready for media tomorrow. And on cue, (laughs) there was media. So it's gone now. The listing's down. We've been told we're safe. We don't take it naively. We've got all kinds of plans in motion. We appreciate all the offer of help. And we hope people understand that we've gotten dozens and dozens of offers of help from individuals. So it's hard to sit and have lunch or coffee with all of these people. (laughs) So we've just told people to stand by. If a panic happens, we will totally let everybody know. And kind of, again, with all due respect, but just trust that, We have run this place for almost 13 years now, and in those years have got heritage status, survived a multiplex opening next door, dealt with all the kinds of boring grown-up paperwork, survived COVID more or less, even though we're still in it, and that we take this very seriously, and we love the Mayfair, and we are the Mayfair, and we hope there's no crazy stuff coming, but really, we don't know. Every independent business looms under this what might be. So we kind of don't have answers, but feel safe in knowing that things are okay right now. Yeah. But also, it's very important to underline that you guys and the Mayfair has survived in the recent past. Yes. A lot. So 
as you said, there was the Cineplex that opened. There was also Disney purchasing Fox, which doesn't kill the Mayfair, but definitely plays a role in the programming. The switch from analog to digital as well was a oh, huge yeah. thing. Which killed many a lovely cinema. Yes, absolutely. And a worldwide pandemic. Yet <laughs> yeah. here we are still talking. The Mayfair has a, uh, a will to survive. Yeah, and so I really appreciate everyone's worry. And just genuinely, like you can't put that into simple words of how even though it's not the worst, like I joked, like it's it's not a silent film villain going like, I'm tearing down your orphanage. <laughs> it's kind of bad, but it, it's not the worst. And just the immediate call to arms mm-hmm. of a community. And that makes you feel good because if something did happen and, you know, one of those signs goes up and says, there's going to be a community meeting at City Hall to talk over the viability of this heritage status. There would be a giant lineup of people. It would oh, be yeah. huge. So yeah, that, the, the anger was pretty, like, I mean, good anger. You were angry. Yeah, well, even <laughs> I was furious. Like, I mean, the For whole sure. thing was just so, like, out of nowhere, really. Like, and, and just, I couldn't imagine your feeling when you had, like, a customer who's just like, oh, uh, how do you feel about this? And then once you realize it was real and you're just like, yeah, you probably sank into the ground for a couple minutes there. And it's just like... I think it's because we've survived so much. I am very emotional. And as I've talked about before, like I was I was wrecked when we closed down for COVID the first time. And I think everybody, every single human being, it's scary now, but it was so scary then. Like it was just this first thing that happened in 100 years. It felt like kind of a war, but not a war. And, you know, we can't make light of it at all. Like despite us joking about stuff all the time, just a lot of dead people yeah. like across North America. And so for every business, you're like, are people going to come back to movies? And so in the, God, the year and a half since then, and I can only speak from our point of view, but just the people just tripping over themselves to help is amazing. And so that's what always makes me think that we're not going to lean back and just wait for things to happen. But it just makes me think that a lot of people smarter than me are, are saying how independent cinema has a better chance than surviving than multiplexes right now. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way that little bookstores and little record stores are out surviving the big chains and you see more independent coffee shops. So I don't have any answers, but it sure is an interesting conversation. <laughs> it <laughs> but, is. Yeah. And also we can't jump the gun, right? And I mean, exactly. Our, I think our primordial response as humans is expect the worst and like brace ourselves for it. But if history has taught us anything is that Our worries are often greater than the problems that we face. I mean, in the wise words of Doris Day, the future is not ours to see, right? It's Yeah, and and like, you think of worst case scenarios, but you look, there's been all kinds of real amazing stories of well, just look at the Bytown. The Bytown's back. The Bytown's back. Everyone was sure. They were yeah. like condos, condos, condos. Absolutely. And then yeah. months later, you know, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be there. It's still, mm-hmm. the screen's still going to be shining. So, yeah. yeah. And I love our relationship and we'll be welcoming them back. And I, I made them Twitter laugh because I was like, I can't wait to get back to a world of people mistakenly showing Bytown cards at the Mayfair. <laughs> yeah. Or people, I feel bad for these people. I remember every once in a while someone would show up at, and you know, showtimes are roughly the same, but someone would show up at, say, quarter to seven and be like, oh, can I still get a ticket? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, but you just started. You've missed the first couple minutes. And they go, oh, I thought it was at 6.30. And I would say, what movie are you coming to see? 
and they would say the movie and i would think i was like are you thinking you're at the by town <laughs> and they would go oh no oh. and i would say well you're probably not gonna make it but it's you a could 15 see this minute movie. drive that way <laughs> you might as well stay for <laughs> yeah, the movie for here this like, for sure yeah whatever it happens to be yeah but so yeah it's funny that I know this because I have never drank in my life. I know this is an AA thing, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it's basically like, be concerned about today, but don't worry about what you might screw up in the future. Don't worry about that. And I think that's talking specifically to the uh, alcoholics who are there and trying to fix their life of like, you could worry that you might have a drink five years from now, but worry about this. So when you're in an independent cinema, you're kind of like, well, let's worry about programming and ordering the popcorn and let's worry about the other thing down the line. Yeah. So, well, that's all you can really do. Yeah. 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 Worry about another wave more than what could happen to the building. Like, not that we want to think about that too, but no, it's just yeah. like in the big <laughs> no. scheme of things, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're still, we're still trudging along. And like, and the, like I was saying to Josh, it's like, we already have something next door that's been bulldozed to turn into condos. So the fact is like, this neighborhood needs a Mayfair. Like the types of, uh, you know, the ages and the people that are in this neighborhood can support that. And I just, I couldn't imagine, you know, the worst case scenario being, say this was turned into condos, then what, you've got blocks of condos and nothing to walk to, you know? Like you, you can't go to a, a matinee, you know? You, it's no. just absurd. It is, completely. And to alleviate people's worries without getting into specifics we're kind of doing better than ever even with the rules which is bonkers <laughs> because usually summertime is our worst time because in in the in the before times people would be on vacation or enjoying the great outdoors or occupied doing other things than coming to a movie and last night for example with our cutoff of approximately 75 people which which sometimes we could sneak a couple extra people in because if it's like three groups of five came in at the last minute, somebody might come and we poke our head in and go, okay, you got to sit front row, but there's two seats. So sometimes we can get in 77 or 78 people. But on a Monday night, last night, we had, I believe approximately 60 people for green night, 60 people for drunken master two. And then sadly, not as many, cause I really like this movie, but 20 people for witches of the Orient. Whereas sometimes in the summer, a day like a Monday night like that would be 20, 20, 20. So the numbers are okay. Good. And people are being really great about we're having a ton of rentals. Like this weekend we have in a church and a couple of uh, private screenings. And still some folks renting the marquee. A lot of people buying membership cards. So it's not a ghost town in here. And there's this sense of, uh, you don't want to jinx it, but whether this is a couple months from now or a year from now. But when we get to the point of, okay, we've all got our shots, we've all been making use of our passports, we've all been healthy, the hospitals aren't full, we're kind of back to normal, but if you're sick, stay home, wear a mask, whatever. When we get back to being able to be just a cinema, there's nights where we're turning away, like 75 people. So all the signs are we're okay in the in the aftertimes as well. <laughs> Good. Yeah, so, it's not just because of what just happened either, where no. people are like, oh, wait, you exist? You know, like, I mean, it's been steady the last several weeks. And, and it's funny, too, because, like, Green Knight's in its second week. And, and it's coming still back for basically, a third. Yeah, it's basically still selling out in a second mm. week. And it's been out, you know, like, that's pretty awesome. That's fantastic. Well, that's very encouraging, yeah. encouraging news, for and sure. And I don't want to remind people about this, but and I think it's a movie that's available on, like, streaming now or at least video on demand, which is more promising because that's the world I think we can coexist in. 
before the rule was even in say video store days of like oh nope it's it's at a video store or it's on tv it's out of the cinema people are just going to the video store and now it seems more and more we can because we don't need 600 people a night we can't even fit in 600 people for a show but we can get a movie like green night and the 30 to 50 60 people come for a show and then the people who want to stay home stay home but i really think that's the present slash future of coexistence on that business model that level mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like not quite the same but if you're if a band comes to town you have the choice of just staying home and listening to their music or you can go see them so see, of course or like making pizza at home or ordering a pizza like all oh, these different man. things where where a something can coexist yeah. with with other business models for sure you can come here and eat a pizza across the street and then come to the movie I <laughs> yeah mean, maybe get some pierogies while you're you know you done know what deal do. yes. done deal sam knows what it's like over here how has your day job been, your job, yes. during these COVID times? Because I love your job coexisting with your Rocky Horrorness and your personality and because I know and love you. But for those who don't know, tell tell folks what you what your job is. So when I'm not in my fishnets at the Mayfair, <laughs> yeah. I am a funeral director. And I can definitely say that over the past year and a half, or however long it's been, God only knows, it's been... It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. It's been oh my, a yeah. roller coaster indeed. Really trying times for my clients and a lot of people out there. Having to make some hard decisions. I mean, what with quotas at a funeral, having to pick and choose who you're going to allow to come and partake in this celebration when, you know, you can only fit 10 people in, in a church right, type yeah. of deal is horrible. People passing in hospitals without their family around them because there was a time there where no one could go into a hospital or an an old age home and all that jazz. So it's been very tough, very busy, but we're managing along with with the families that I'm helping out as well. Uh, And you hear stories like that, and I always think, despite me loving the Mayfair, you hear stories like that and you're just like, yeah, like, this is not an essential thing, so you can wear a mask and give us your contact tracing info. It's not the end 100%. of the world. hundred percent. When people are dealing 100%. with much more difficult things. Oh, absolutely. It puts things into perspective, for sure. It's been, I, you know, and I haven't met too many people who are opposed to the rules, as is. Everyone so far has been very good and compliant and responsible with the measures they take. And thank God for that. Yeah, we've been lucky too. The most of the time it's like an old lady getting up after the movie and you point at her and go, oh, ma'am, your mask. And she goes, oh, my, and puts it on. (laughs) Like, that's about it. Like, it hasn't been all the stuff we've seen, the highlight reels of terrible people. None of that has happened at the Mayfair. Recently, I got one angry email basically saying, I thought it was kind of funny because it just, it was saying like, are you going to do the COVID passport thing? And I replied, I was like, well, yeah, like it's more professional than that. But I, 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 <laughs> That's just yeah. one word answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, with, a, with a little bear emoticon. Question mark. Yeah. So I said, yes. And I said, it's coming into effect here. I said, it really won't be too difficult. It's showing a thing. Show your passport. You show whatever. It's... It's just another thing to do. And I've just learned today that for repeat customers, people we know, you can kind of just flag them through. Like they call it like the green check mark. Yeah, you're going to so, notice. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly we got our 10, 20 uh, yeah. specific people. You're like, oh yeah, it's him. It's you. You've seen your card. 
But I got the most just straight to anger. It made me laugh, which which I think would make this person feel worse. You know, <laughs> I love that. Uh, and I always kind of kill them with kindness when that happens. Like I said, when it happens rarely, but basically just this like four paragraph rant that I didn't read that I just kind of saw the highlights of. <laughs> but basically saying like communism and taking away our rights fear mongering fear mongering <laughs> and and i hope you do close down i hope you do get turned <laughs> and i think i replied something like and he said like i'm a i'm a loyal customer <laughs> wait, wait, wait. so i replied with the old like oh. kind of ignoring that and just being like oh i appreciate the email thank you so much for your loyal patronage and we look forward to having you back soon and i love kind of replying like that because i know the other end they're just like no i want to fight may. about this yes but then again, like, they're not the Mayfair's rules. Exactly. They're not, it's not you and Lee and Eric deciding, yeah, this is going to be a thing. No, you're, you're following orders as everyone else in the world is. It's, man, that's just the, the world we live in right now. How to and deal to with get it. one email out of the thousands of patrons who come through here, mm. those are good odds. Yeah. Very. And I counter it. I always try to counter my even though we just laughed through that. My negative story with a positive one. But what I love about Mayfair, folks, is last night, good crowd for Drunken Master 2, and the credits were rolling and people were going out, and I noticed somebody go and grab the broom and stand-up dustpan thing and go over to his seat and start sweeping. That's so cute. And I look over, and he, he catches eyes with me, and he goes, sorry, I dumped a full bag of large popcorn. <laughs> and I just said... Oh, well, don't worry about it, but that that's very kind of you. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to clean it up. And so he was like, it's hard to, I, I'm mask blind, but he, he was like, you know, an adult, a 35-year-old guy cleaning up his popcorn. That's so cute. And so that is what I think of when I think of as a Mayfair patron, not as somebody sending me a four-paragraph email saying, I hope you close down because you're going to make me follow the rules <laughs> so that's, that's ridiculous you yes. must have loved that yes. movie you can just yeah. imagine like what an excite oh my popcorn well, anyway. <laughs> good movie though yeah that likely is not happening at the multiplex or places like that it probably is oh yeah. no people picking up i thought people you were having angry emails oh yes for sure oh yes for sure exclusively because yes. they're, they're front and center <laughs> they're, they're probably getting more of it I like that they, you know, I, I'm always supporting the Mayfair, except to this point, yeah. which is, I hope you close forever. It's like, that was the line? It's like, uh, the, you know, so. we're not even doing this, you know, we're just going along with it. And you're like, well, die forever, please. You know? Oh, my yeah. nice. And usually it's something like, I have friends like this, but usually it's something like, I can't come back yet because of my health reasons, or I can't come back yet because I'm not comfortable. Totally understandable. But then they'll buy popcorn for takeout or yes. or buy the rental movies back when we had that when we had yes. our video store going you know mm. so that's what makes me feel more positive about the future but speaking of let's just be like an actual <laughs> Good segue. Uh, podcast radio show here and talk about what we have coming up this week at the mayfair for the week of september 10th through the 16th 2021 as mentioned, we have the Green Knight coming back for a third week, mm. which you, I'm you glad about. Yeah. I haven't seen it oh, yet. You still haven't seen it. Oh, no, I, I'm looking at one of our matinee dates next week, and I'm like, I'm going to see you there. <laughs> That's the Josh day. Yeah, which means I'm still in that position of working a night or two a week, and there's certain points where you're like sitting in the box office trying to do other work or never, yeah. and everyone's told something happens, and you're just like you know fingers in your ear going like la 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 because <laughs> it's you don't hard to spoil at least yeah, like, like from what i can remember it's there's not they're not really like and now the green knight dies or whatever like i don't know they don't yeah. really yell anything you know there but. was one movie i 
I've seen so many movies and it blurs, but this was eight years ago and I can't remember the movie, but I was going up to the projection booth just to grab something and then come back down. And I'm going up and I, I knew I wanted to see this movie, so I kind of was keeping my eyes down and not paying attention. And I go up and as I'm walking back down the stairs, even though it was like three quarters of the way through the movie, I swear, like on screen it went, and plot twist. And I was like, oh no! <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> so I had that awful. ruined for me. That's kind of great though. Yeah, that's the problem about Perfect working timing. in a cinema. You got to try to see stuff before your shift so you don't get it ruined. It's the worst. So speaking of plot twist, we have the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Ooh. Old, which I know Eric was excited to oh, see. Oh yeah, it's very good. Yeah, no, well, it's, it's a really good Mayfair type movie because like it didn't, you know, it came out still when people were kind of wary to go out to stuff yes. and it's like, it didn't really get spoiled too much from what I saw, like which can, tends to be the case for a lot of these things. So like, I feel like we got this at a perfect, I'm, I'm surprised we got it, but I, I think it's a perfect time to get it. Totally. Yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's been on a good run. I admit I'm hit and miss with Mr. Shyamalan, mm-hmm. but I like his trend now of doing lower budget stuff mm-hmm. for bigger return. Because his last few movies, I'm pretty sure, comparatively to like a big budget sci-fi movie that he's done, yeah, I think are you know ten million dollars. Yeah, Glass was like twenty five million at most, right? Which, and for that cast, like I mean, that's actually like it looked more expensive than it was. And what was the one he did before that that we screened? I was going to uh, say the Village, but it's not the, the Visit. Village. The Visit, and that yeah. was like five million or something. Yeah, and then it made like a hundred. He went kind of like the the Blumhouse model of, mm-hmm. of lower budget. Which horror has always done lower budget for bigger return? Yeah, and that was good. I liked that. And I, I liked Glass too. I mean, a lot of pe- I mean, it wasn't you know, it was what it was. But a lot of people seem to hate it, and I'm I'm like I'm too easy to please. Like, I just <laughs> wanted some popcorn and a fun time. I don't think I've seen Glass. Yeah, it's it's you know, I mean, I liked it. Good. <laughs> it's not, it's not the best review, but like yeah, you know, it was great. Yeah, cool. if you don't go in expecting it to knock your socks off, and you're just like, this was fun. Absolutely. Well, that's See? that's how you should do all movies. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we would be bad critics because we're just like, <laughs> movies! Yeah, we're not good <laughs> sure. at this. So then, I'm glad this movie is back. When were we supposed to screen this? We were supposed to screen oh, this a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time. And then COVID happened. So it is an Ottawa premiere, despite it being a 2019 film. It's called Mrs. Lowry and Son. And it is a biographical documentary about an artist played by Timothy Spall kind of a film fest movie it's my example again i love that we do this a play like a horror film mm-hmm. and then a nice art house biography in the same breath yeah so that's uh our ottawa premiere this week and it's been so i used to make the joke that it was like related to kyle lowry of the toronto raptors and it's been so long since we've actually got the movie he doesn't even play for the toronto raptors anymore oh, no. so my joke is so dated <laughs> now <laughs> we can't even get it and i'm the only one who cares about that <laughs> reference no one else cares about sports yeah, yeah. like you lost me when you said kyle lowry <laughs> nerd no <laughs> the most i care about sports is sam and i were at this cool geek flea market on the weekend i call it a flea market that's what it felt like it was a con i didn't know yeah. sam was going i would have totally a, gone if uh, no, that was uh, what was it it was gosh. it was i get the t- fanaticon Fanatic- yeah there Fanaticon. You go. Fanaticon. so lee was there i was there sam was there reina was there what oh come and on a couple of our patrons were there who i gave tickets to because we got a big stack of free tickets because that's I, our I, I that's our nerd power from there and Ooh. i didn't i didn't go i don't want to i feel bad it rained it rained i couldn't possibly go you usually got i got i got a Man E faces He Man toy, which I've wanted since I was ten. Uh, some cool, very reasonably priced Star Wars stuff. 
Sam got this Wizard of Oz comic book. Absolutely. I was keeping beautiful it gay at the con. From like, yeah. <laughs> from like 40s? Or? 1975. Okay. 1975. I figured it was going to be later than I thought, but I wanted to start low. So it was like... And it's I, also uh, my, my boyfriend got me a um, Wizard of Oz thermos. Oh, nice. For the 50th anniversary of the movie. And he comes up to me and he's like, oh, I got you this vintage thermos. Look at the date. And it was produced the year I was born. And I was like, fuck you. Man. <laughs> I'm going to say eight, vintage? 83. <laughs> what? Was it 83? I'm Absolutely to not. <laughs> I, which, 89. I, oh, my bad. Oh, God. Oh, I just want to make me feel. I was 82, so don't. I'm not. 82. 83 was God. still in awe to me, but 89. Like, you came in. That's the same year as Batman. There you go. Yeah, but it's. <laughs> Batman, baby. I'm, I'm trying to make it better. Oh, my God. See, yeah, I yeah. just assume you're older than me because you can grow a beard, and I can't. He so. can grow the beard. Like, oh, not even beard. a beard. Like, you have, oh like, God. the facial hair, and I, where the rest of us are just sort of like, well, you know. But now, <laughs> you got to find, he has to find. The lunchbox mm. accompanying that thermos. I found out that there was a lunchbox indeed. Yeah, because usually oh, if there's man. a thermos, it's going it, with a lunchbox. Yes, indeed. So no pressure on your boyfriend, but now this is... Pressure. This is uh, your whatever comes up next, your birthday, Christmas, whatever's next. That's... Uh, or man. just tomorrow, period. Tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. I need. Is it a metal lunchbox or is it one of the plastic, you It's know... an 80s plastic. Okay, yeah, yeah, I had yeah. one of those. Like, not that one, obviously. I'm not that Obviously, good. what do you mean? <laughs> right? Gosh. <laughs> or, I sucked. What Gosh. an interesting 80s lunchbox, though. Because at the time, it would have been Batman, uh, say... Ghostbusters 2, Indiana Jones, My Little Pony, whatever. Yeah. So to have... It was the 50th anniversary of it. Though. Yeah. So, so, I mean, there's a reason. Not being sold to five-year-olds necessarily. Well, I was a newborn and already a Judy Garland fan <laughs> right. at the time. Yes. So I don't know. But you were telling us about this because of your sports. Oh, yes. Mm, yes. So your this sports. ties into that a movie thing. weird to say to Josh, but you're I absolutely know. right. I know. Good, good hosting. Good hosting. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um... I have been looking for this forever. Uh, Eric, do you remember Swingers? With yeah. John Favreau. Of course. Vince Vaughn? There is a historical comedic kind of sketch scene within that where the guys, these struggling Hollywood actors, are playing NHL PA 93 on the Sega Genesis. That still have blood in that one, I think. And, and the line is, ah, I'm going to make Gretzky's head bleed. <laughs> so I have been looking for this thing forever. Just the cartridge? Just the cartridge. Okay. When it came out, you know, it would have been like $60, whatever game costs. And I've seen it since then on eBay for way too much money. And yeah. I'm like, I just want this as a gag. I don't actually care about this. And it is a fun game. Even mm. though I don't like sports, sports games can still oh, be fun. Yes. So there's this big stack of games, retro games at this Comic-Con. And they're all like $50, $75. Because games have gone the same way that once upon a time baseball cards did Ooh, and comics yeah. did. Where for a generation, nobody cared, but now there's middle-aged people with a disposable income who, at a garage sale 10 or 15 years ago, you could have bought that cartridge for a dollar, and now they package them in a fancy case yes. and go $75. Absolutely. So I picked this game up, and it was $5. Wow. So it was one of these examples of finding this geek treasure you've been looking for forever, and Gwen knew of this story, so I was showing her stuff out of my backpack that I got. I got her a couple of Star Wars action figures because she collects the Star Wars ladies. Mm. And I pulled from behind my back the video game. And you know true geek marriage love is when the spouse appreciates that versus going, 
Oh, you wasted your five dollars. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? so cute. Do you have the system to I, play it, or is it? I just... have a couple years ago on Boxing Day, I got a really cool system where it's fifty games in this really compact Sega that's mm-hmm. barely big enough to fit a cartridge, but it also fits cartridges. Okay. So I can, I have not Damn. yet, but I can, in fact, play the make your player's head bleed. Holy hell. And relive insane. swingers. I didn't know that's you so were on this fun. quest because I have that game. What? Yeah, I've, I've had that game for like 20 years. Oh, all for not. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I'm, okay. I have it was one more to... fun for me to find oh, for it sure. as such. Plus, like, I, I don't, I mean, you're the best, but I don't want to give it to you either. No, Because like, no, I still really. want to play that game, Obviously. you know. <laughs> no, if I said to Sam, Sam, I would very much like that thermos, he would say, go <laughs> to like, hell. Yeah, go second egg, bud. Totally. Kick rocks. That is the... Despite the eBay world we're in, that is what is fun about Comic-Cons and flea markets and such is you can still find that hard-to-find thing Mm -hmm. at a much more reasonable price. But I will argue that the Comic-Cons, though, and these events, period, the sellers are fully aware of the value and the rarity, in certain cases, of the objects they're selling. And it's a room filled with people willing to to spend that amount on these items mm-hmm. versus just going to a flea market or to a garage sale and buying it for 50 cents off someone who has no idea what they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I must say, is... But for five bucks, you, you did a good... Five bucks. Yeah, yeah, Lee told good. me what he bought and... Oh God. oh, God. I don't know what... Like, he bought some <laughs> retro 1977 R2-D2 toy. He showed me the Obviously. R2-D2, yes. Did you see a price tag? Like, was oh, it two hundred dollars? Was but it? He was at the ATM. Oh no! Right before, <laughs> as I walked in, and it was just like spitting money at him. Yeah. Thirty oh, no. seconds later, he comes up with the R two D two. So my God, and you know he came with money too. I would assume it's not like he I came know, with nothing. Yes. Well, there were a couple backpacks involved. <laughs> oh my God. Um, he apparently had the R two D two in his youth. Okay. Right. And it's George Lucas's favorite of all of them and it's a wind up little r2d2 that kind of like walks Mm. around he apparently ruined his childhood version of this toy by bringing it into the bath too many times and this was just last year yeah i know i know i know and see as much as i really love cheryl his wife and one of my partners here at the mayfair I don't know if she has the same reaction to no lee's purchases no versus me to Gwen. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I joked with all, you. I was like, patient. has he sold all his Star Wars stuff to buy the building yet? That's all you would have to do. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. It's only half of a joke. And again, for those of us worried, if Lee sold his collection, bam, $2 million. Yeah, Done. yeah. Right Done. there. He could Done. buy two Mayfairs, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a fun thing. I had a good time at that flea market, that, yeah. that Comic-Con. Uh, we're not done yet. Let's finish no, this up. we're not done. We have... A almost Monty Python film fest playing throughout September. Another example of how nothing makes sense in movie distribution. Three out of the four films are available. Life of Brian is not available. Arguably the most popular one. Mm. And I'm sure it's just some boring red tape. Whoever owned it hasn't gotten to renew it. Or some streaming service has exclusivity to it. Who knows? Mm. But we're starting things off this week with... And now for something completely different. Mm. And as everyone says, on the off chance that this is your first viewing of a Monty Python film or television show, which would be insane, but who knows? You know, you could be a 13-year-old out there who just hasn't watched it yet. This is a good lead-in because this movie is barely a movie. Really, it's a best-of rehash of all of their best TV sketches. Yes. So it's really a great 
best of album of the show for mm-hmm. sure so and we have what that a classic coming up. show that is as well. Oh, yeah. oh, and, yeah. and this will make some folks listening feel old. This will make my mom feel old. It's its 50th anniversary this year. Oh my and now God. for something. Man, That's we were just insane. talking about 50th anniversaries and feeling old. Yeah. Yeah. It's really harping it's a, on it lately. It's a, it's a theme we've got going. Oh, man. Yeah. So then later in the month, we'll have Meaning of Life and holy grail which are also great so that's gonna be, is it like one a week kind of thing uh i think so yeah okay and it would have been a whole month but then they ruined our fun well you know <laughs> these <laughs> things happened in the last year or so uh and then finally this week a very cool looking documentary called all the streets are silent which is about the golden age of skateboards oh, mixing yeah. with mm. is, is it the hip-hop, hip-hop one yeah yeah because yeah. i saw this and i was like how do we find these things that i've never heard of that sound yeah. amazing <laughs> like and i've seen the trailer and it's one of those things where it's the amount of people at these garage parties and basement parties and skateboarding and stuff is staggering mm-hmm. and so whether it's madonna or the beastie boys or it's all these kind of that new york scene so that's fun and and run dmc mm-hmm. and, and but but it's also the interesting crossover of that lifestyle yeah yeah it's a skill a for skill sure. like mixed with the music and how they just helped each other and cross-promoted and mm. both went on to kind of fame and fortune huh. and so this is about the early days of that and supposedly just filled with this restored footage that was taken off of vhs tapes and stuff because What's the date? It's um, 87 to 97. So that's the oh, wow. years of this movie. That's like, that's also the golden era of hip-hop, which yeah. is kind of wild. So you'll see in this movie a bunch of people who went on to be skateboarding and music stars in their youth Man. or in their 20s. Yeah. And then right after or during this movie, they went on to be what they are. They are, yeah. I love movies like that. And it's mm-hmm. just like I'm sure they went through stacks oh of vhs tapes yeah, hundreds of hours Can probably imagine because even 97 right like 97 would be the internet but you're still vhs yeah oh yes not an era where we're all walking around with hd no motion picture cameras in our pockets no. definitely not like i was already kind of intrigued but this these always do really well here too i've noticed like anytime we have a skateboarding type documentary just the community supports it so much yeah like i guarantee you there's going to be 150 or say say like 125 people with skateboards and then a handful of yeah. people who are just normal humans coming to see a movie bring your skateboard screening <laughs> but it's funny. I, I, I remember working one of these type of documentaries before and they're great but it's comical like it really is just like person after person with the t-shirt or the certain hair or a skateboard under their arm yeah, or the uh, hat or the, like yeah. certain logos that, that yeah. i've never heard of but i see all the time and i'm like oh skateboarding <laughs> yeah it is it's good it's a very Smaller movies like this, like, you know, we couldn't probably show it for for eight weeks, but to show it for a couple nights, everyone will come. Everyone's mm-hmm. coming to see it for yeah. sure. I want to see it. It looks interesting. Well, that's, that's great for the House of Paint crowd as well. Like, yes. it's just yeah. like it really touches on so many different parts of the community. I'm, I'm really sure. psyched for this now. So that's it. So that is September 10th through 16th, and then on our coming soon on the flyer oh. is Prisoners of the oh Ghostland. I was gonna hype mm. that up. It's basically almost kind of sort of here. One more week. Next week, we will talk about Nicolas Cage for the full half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Instead of just, uh, you know, five to 10 minutes of the, the show. One hour, 40 minutes. <laughs> just yeah. talking about Nick Cage films. 
Okay, so we're going to wrap things up for today because the actual staff is showing up momentarily and we want to get out of their way. Mm. So thanks for joining us, Sam. Thank you for having me, guys. Hopefully we'll do that again soon. I'm very sure we will. Especially with Halloween on the horizon. We'll we'll talk about some Halloween stuff. Got a few trick up our garter belts. It's funny because we we brag about Halloween month, but every single week we've been showing a horror movie for the past couple months now. And they've all done well from what I can tell. But We're, Halloween's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'll no, be no, that's, yeah. We need September is also Halloween to me, so we got of course. two full months now. <laughs> so everybody can of course check in on updates at Mayfairtheater.ca and we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Advanced tickets are available through events.com. And we will be back next week. And once again, thanks for everybody for your concern. And if we have any news to share, you will find it on all of our social media platforms and stuff but the best thing to do to help out is just keep coming to movies and buying popcorn yeah thanks a lot everybody bye bye now we have to find sam's wizard of oz lunchbox yeah search begins i'll find it at the warehouse i need this just once in a decade in a lifetime maybe The world of entertainment is disrupted and utterly elated by something entirely new. Good Lord! It could be the script, the presentation, the players, or a combination of all three that team together to transform the ordinary into the original, to emerge with something completely different. And now for something completely different. force him to drop the banana. Then you eat the banana, thus disarming him. Suppose he's got a bunch. Shut up! Not since Eve provoked Adam in that famous garden has anyone created such hilarious havoc. Do you want to come back to my place, bouncy, bouncy? That'll be six shillings, please. The Hungarian English phrase book. A must for the common market. The maniacal laughter maker starring in and now for something completely different. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. On Wednesday I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. Here is something completely different in army maneuvers. Who gets hurt? Whoops! Something completely different in Marriage Guidance Council. Indeed, the very idea of consulting a professional marital advisor has always been of the greatest repugnance to me. Although, <laughs> far be it from me to impugn the nature of your trade or, or profession. How to appreciate good music. For a complete change in outrageous laugh-making cinema, Join Monty Python's Flying Circus for something completely different. I cut down trees, I wear a hill, suspend his hand of guard. I wish I'd been a girly, just like my dear papa. 